and we back in this thing like we left something. Welcome back, y'all, to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. Thank y'all for joining me again this week for another story from my life. I appreciate y'all riding with me this long, and we got a whole bunch more stories to go. So keep riding with me, y'all. Now, y'all know how I do. Before we get going, I always got to give someone their flowers. This week, I want to give flowers to my Aunt Betty. Aunt Betty, I miss you. I love you. Rest in peace. And with that being said, y'all, it's that time, y'all. I got a story to tell. Let's go. takes place in the year 1988 well let me say this this story takes place during two periods of time but the first one is 1988 i'm 10 years old at the time and i'm about to learn a valuable lesson see there's a thing called pimps and mags right but this story is about clean pimping and dirty mac and I'm about to learn this lesson. Oh, I'm going to learn it the hard way too, right? It's crazy that I learned this lesson from the same person. So let's get into it. Now, I'm 10 years old at the time, 1988. I'm excited because this summer we're having our family reunion. And usually our family reunion would be like in Alabama. Um, but this year it's in Cincinnati, so I'm excited. I'm hyped. I'm hyped because we get to stay in this place called the Hampshire House Hotel. Hampshire House Hotel was over in the Tri-County area in Cincinnati. Hotel was dope. Had this big, like, clear dome roof with an indoor pool. Um, had a restaurant. Had a bar. All that. So I'm excited, right? Indoor pool. I get to swim as much as I want. I'm excited. I'm 10 years old. Now, also at the time, my brother was 13. I looked up to him um, like I still look up to my brother. But I looked up to him at the time because I was like, this nigga is the epitome of cool. He's in middle school, um, you know, playing football, you know, he's having girls to the crib. And that was a big thing for me because it was like my sister was going to college. My mom was going a lot working. So it would just be, you know, my brother and myself at home and he would be having girls through and I'd be trying to look because he would always put me out. He'd have a girl over, hey, get out. Like, damn, I want to peekaboo and look and see what's going on, right? So I'm like, damn, my brother getting girls to the crib. So he's the epitome of cool right my brother's the man now let's get to it like i said i'm 10 years old we get to the hampshire house hotel and of course that first day at a family reunion it's it's a lot of meet and greet it's a lot of you know i ain't seen you in so long you're getting so big come give me a hug y'all know how it be right all i can think about is when can i go to the pool that's all i want to do i just want to go to the swimming pool hell with all this i want to go to the pool me and my cousins that's all we want to do after a while finally my mom's like you can go ahead and go swimming so i run to the room change my swimming trunks go down to the pool jumping around having a great time in the pool me and all my cousins we having a ball it is fantastic right 
This is going on for about an hour. I am playing, jump, splash, all of that. All of a sudden, I look over. And I see this young lady. And I'm like, wow. She is beautiful. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to marry her. I, I, She's the one, right? Again, I'm 10. I'm looking at her, and she's not looking back at me. But I'm just like, I'm... I'm focused. I mean, I have my laser focus. Like, I'm on her. I'm like, wow. Now, I can tell she's older than me, but I don't care. I don't give a damn. I'm just enamored with her. And I'm like, wow. She's going to be the one. But I don't get up and go say anything. I'm, at this point, also, my cousins, they're flopping around. You know what 10-year-olds do. I'm trying to act like I ain't a little kid. Because she's older than me. So I don't want her to see me flopping around and playing and all that. So I'm playing it cool. I'm just chilling in the water a little bit, moving a little bit, not too much. Even get up and go sit in the little hot tub they got, right? Chill. She never notices me. But I don't care because I notice her. Stay in the water probably about another 30, 45 minutes. Get out, go eat some dinner. Because the family's getting together, we're eating dinner. So I'm eating dinner, talking to the family. But then as I'm sitting there, all I can think is, I need to get back to this pool. I need to get back to the pool and see the future Mrs. Wilson, right? That's all I'm thinking. I'm 10. So finally get done eating. I asked my mother, I said, Mom, can I go back swimming? She's like, yeah. Go back down to the pool. She's there. All my cousins down there having fun. I'm just staring. Finally, she turns we lock eyes. I'm like, oh, man. And I hit her with a little sly smile. Look, little natty smirk a little bit. Little left side go up. I don't smile too big. I don't want her, want her to think like I'm some goofy ass, you know, kid, right? So she smiled. I'm like, ooh, she noticed me. So now I'm, I'm, my heart's beating fast. I'm excited. I like her. Still ain't wouldn't say nothing to her, but I'm excited. Finish hanging out with my cousins, go to the room. I'm laying there in the bed, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to see her again. I got to see her again. That's all I'm thinking. I have to see her again. Can barely sleep. Oh, I can barely sleep. Finally fall asleep. The next day, family reunion, we're going out to this park, barbecue, playing, music, uh, sack races, all that, right? I don't care about none of this. All I care about is getting back to this hotel and seeing this young lady, right? The whole day, people talking to me, I'm in la-la land. I just want to get back to see her. Finally, later on that evening, we get back to the hotel. I go to the pool. I don't see her. I'm like, oh, she's gone. Her family left. That's all I can think. Her family is gone. All of a sudden, here she comes. I'm like, ah, oh, God, thank you. She comes. She's there at the pool. Her and her brother, they're playing around, whatever. We lock eyes again. I'm like, oh, shit. So now I'm thinking, okay, I need to know her name. I need to get her information because I may never see her again. But I don't have the nerve to do it. I don't have the nerve to be like, hey, I'm like, 10 but hey what's up because again I know she's older 
I can't even play and have fun in the pool because I'm so locked in on her. All of a sudden, my brother comes. Kevin. My brother Kevin comes down to the pool, gets in the pool, horse playing with me and all that. He sees her. I'm like, oh, shit. He didn't notice her. I noticed him noticing her. So I'm like, oh, shit. It's a wrap. That's all I can think in my head. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. He's about to bag her, right? This is my brother. The epitome of cool. Girls coming to the house. Talking to girls on the phone. With Keith Sweat playing in the background on the tape and all that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, damn it. But I'm still holding out hope. Like, you know, Mike. You're, you're cool in your own goofy 10 year old way you might still be able to get her so i'm like okay in my mind i'm thinking okay this is a competition this nigga's not about to beat he beats me at everything right so i'm like he's not about to beat me at this i go in competition mode but before i can really ratchet up the competition mode my brother goes and starts talking to her i'm like oh shit now I can't go up to her and be like, hey, I'm Mike. You know what I'm saying? I can't go, you know, piggyback off his courage to go talk to her. Talking to girls wasn't none for him, right? He's 13, he's cool. So I watch him talk to her. I'm like, okay. He gets out the pool after he, you know, has a quick conversation with her. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. She shot him down. He goes to the room. He changes. Comes back down. Sits down at one of the tables by the pool. And he's just watching her. And I'm like, hmm, hold on. Something ain't right. So she's still in the pool. She's at this point, she has her arms on the side of the pool, like looking up out, out the pool, talking to my brother. And I'm like, damn it. So he leaves. She's still in the pool. I'm like, okay, cool. But I still ain't mustered up enough in, uh, courage to go say anything to her. I'm just looking. So finally, I get out the pool and I go to the room. I see she gets out and she leaves. I'm like, okay, cool. My brother's still chilling. I go in the room, shower, change. I come out the hotel room door. The pool is directly down from our room on the second floor. She's sitting at a table talking to my brother. She's gone to her room, changed. She's come back and I'm crushed. I know at that point I have to concede defeat. I'm like, oh, man, my brother has got her. I'm like, damn it. And I'm just sitting there looking and I'm watching him talk to her. He's, you know, he's hitting her with the cool shit, you know, the cool 13 year old Kev shit. And she's eating it up. She's just sitting there like, oh, I'm like, damn it. He comes to the room. He starts talking about it. He's like, yeah, she, um. She's in town. Her parents are in a like a bowling tournament here. Now, you know, back in the day, you had black bowling teams and black bowling leagues. I don't know if they still have them, but she was like, yeah, her uh, parents are here for a bowling tournament. I'm like, damn. He knew about the parents. So I'm, I'm hurt. I'm crushed. I don't want to hear this. I do not want to hear him gloat and talk about this young lady that I saw first. So I walk about the room. She's coming up the stairs, right? And I see her. And I get on some sucker shit. Oh, y'all, get on some sucker shit. My punk ass is hurt 
She walks past. Well, we're walking towards each other. And she was like, hey, Mike. Because I guess my brother told her my name. I'm mad in my feelings. I don't even acknowledge her. I just walk past her. Like, and just walk past her. I am hurt. I am destroyed. Finally, I come back to the room and I'm talking to my brother. And my brother explains it to me. He said, Mike, you're 10. She's 13. I'm 13. He says, she made a choice. He said, she could have liked and wanted to talk to you or whatever. But she chose me. You can't be mad at that. Everybody deserves a choice. And she made one. And after we had that talk for a hot second, I was cool. I was so cool with it. I was like, okay, no problem. See, me, I had to learn the difference between clean pimping and dirty Mac. See, now, if y'all have seen the movie The Mac, now, I've explained this in another, another episode. At the end of The Mac, China Doll walks in the room. China Doll is one of Pretty Tony's hookers, one of his whores, right? But she comes in. She no longer wants to be with pretty Tony. She wants to be with Goldie. So she chooses Goldie. And that's what it was. Now, not saying that she's a hoe and I'm pretty Tony, my brother's Goldie. Not saying that. What I'm saying is the young lady made a choice and I have to respect that. See, pretty Tony ain't want to respect that China doll wanted to be with Goldie. He was upset. Tried to send Bob over there to get her. Richard Pryor wasn't having it. So anyway, I had to respect that. That's clean. That's clean. Everybody deserves to make a choice, right? My brother didn't shit on me. He didn't down talk me. He didn't do none of that for the young lady to choke. He was just being him. I got to respect that. So that's when I learned about clean pimping, so to speak. Oh, but I was about to learn about some dirty macking. Oh, I was going to learn about dirty macking. Fast forward, y'all. This is early 2000. It's like 2001, 2002. I'm living in Tampa, Florida at the time. Now, around that time, my brother and I, we kicked it a ton. We stayed out in them Hillsborough County streets. Oh, up and down Dale Mabry, all over the place. Clearwater, St. Pete, hell, we was all over the place, right? And we stayed in the club. You got to understand. We was living a crazy wild life around that time. And like I've said on another podcast, there are some stories I probably would never share. Because if I told y'all, y'all wouldn't believe. My small circle, they know all these these stories. And they know them to be true because they were in a lot of them. So a lot of stories I won't share. Some I will share. Because if I told you the shit, y'all be like, man, this nigga's lying. This is outlandish. No, they all true. If social media was like around back then, y'all would have been like, wow, this nigga's on some wild shit. But anyway, back to the story. My brother has always been the man to me, right? Always. Like I said, back to when I was 10 up to now. Shit, my brother's always been the man to me. And so... Even at this time, you got to understand, we're going clubbing and hanging out and all that shit. I've always, you know, looked at my brother like, man, this nigga's that guy. 
And everybody has always thought he was that guy. I mean, you think about it. You pull up to a club. My brother was the type. Pull up at the club on a Friday night, hop out the Ferrari and a wife beater, walk in the club where everybody else got to be in there in the collar shirt. That's the type of shit he's on, right? Go in. The spot we go in, they got a, a drink named after him. He get a VIP section. He just in there by himself, chilling. Bottles, he's sitting there by himself. Everybody, can I come up there? Can I come up there? Whatever, right? So he's this is him, right? So, back to the story. On Sunday nights, our spot was the Blue Martini. If you were in Tampa or in that area in the early 2000s, you know on Sunday night, Blue Martini at International Mall was the spot, right? Right down from the Cheesecake Factory. That was the spot on Sunday night. That's where we always went. So, normal Sunday night fashion, my brother and I pull up, valet, hop out, walk into the Blue Martini, get our bottles, hanging out right club having fun it's the normal blue martini sunday night you're gonna see your regulars you're gonna see your people who are in town for you know for whatever reason you're gonna see people who might be their first or second time then so we in there we jam the dj doing his normal shit now the dj would always like break off into this like island you know, dance hall vibe at the time. Because y'all got to remember, y'all know, like, Sean Paul was big at that time. Elephant Man. You know, that shit was big, right? Around that time. My shit that was, it was two songs. Sean Paul and I forget the young lady's name. Uh, I love to you. That shit, I forget the name of the words or the song. Uh, you got my daddy that in love. I'm still in love. That shit, right? That was my shit. And Kevin Lytle or Little, whatever his name. Turn me on, turn me on. Let me hold you. You got me going crazy. Y'all know that, right? So that was my shit. When in, either one of those came on, oh, nigga, I'm hitting the floor, right? Mean two-step. I'm a two-step you to death. So this Sunday night, DJ going to his, his, his dance hall bag, right? It comes on the Sean Paul shit. I'm like, oh, this is my shit. So I'm out there. I'm getting two-stepping. Uh, uh, I'm hitting them with the two-step, right? Young lady comes up to me. She's dancing with me. I'm like, okay, then she. She right. I'm like, okay, little frame. Okay, that's what's up. I'm getting it. Uh, uh, hitting it with my best two-step move. Song goes off. Next song comes on. She's still out there jugging. She ain't took no break, nothing. She she winding and all that. I said, okay, she. My two-step getting a little better, right? Hands out at this point. Mm. Mm. Next song, come on. She ain't went nowhere. She's still there. I said, oh, shit. She got the energy. You know, at this point, you know what I'm saying? My thighs and knees and shit burning, right? I'm ready to go sit down, but fuck it. I, I can't. She starts wiping my sweat off my head. Now... This is where shit flipped. When she starts wiping the sweat off my head, I said, oh, shit. I ain't never been dancing, you know, woman to wipe the sweat. Now, she, I can tell she's a little older than me. So I'm really attracted and intrigued at this point. Like, okay, she on some grown woman shit, right? At the time, I'm no more than, shit, maybe 23, maybe 23 or 24. She wiping the sweat. 
she got a little uh, paper towel in her hand. She wiping the sweat off my head, my bald head, and my forehead. I say, oh, shit, I'm in love, right? I'm still dancing, but I'm in love at this point. I am in love. I ain't never had a woman take care of me like that on the dance floor. I'm like, oh, shit. Then she turns around, right? She got the, the, the yams on me. She reached back, put her hands behind my neck, and she like leaning her head back on my shoulder. I said, oh, shit. Here we go. We out here now. We out there dancing. It feels like it's just me and her on the dance floor. I'm in love. I am back to 10-year-old Michael at the family reunion hotel with the young lady whose parents were in town for the bowling tournament. I'm back at that. I'm in love, y'all. Oh, I'm in love. I look over. I see my brother. My brother point to me like, they like, I see you. Nigga give a little smile, turn back around. He talking to whoever he talking to. I say, oh, man, I'm in love, y'all. We dance, it seemed like 500 songs in a row. I don't want to let her go. Oh, I don't want to let her go. I say, oh, she the one. I'm about to marry her tonight, nigga. She walk away. She give me a little hug, a little peck on the cheek. Walk away. I'm like, uh-uh. I go chill for a minute. Come back. Next, you know, next group of songs coming on. She come back out. She jugging with me again. I say, oh, yeah, we got a connection now. Oh, shit. We go together almost, right? I'm excited as can be. All I'm thinking is, okay, soon as we get to the let out, before we go to valet to get the car, I'm about to pull her to the side, get the info, have her follow us back to the crib. It's going down. That's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm thinking. This is my new girlfriend in my mind. Night go on. I'm drinking. I'm feeling fantastic. I am feeling great. I look at my watch. I say, okay, okay. It's almost shutdown time. I need to be making my way towards it to get that info when we walk up out. I go, holler at one of my boys real quick. It's let out time. Everybody coming outside. I see my brother talking to the young lady. He pointing to me, talking. So I'm like, oh, shit, my brother throwing me the alley-oop. The nigga hitting her with all the lies, letting her know, like, I'm a good dude. Really, I ain't shit, but I'm thinking. My brother, he's he's letting her know, like, hey, good dude, you know, shooting info, yada, 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 right? So I'm thinking my brother's doing me a solid. I'm thinking my brother's laying the groundwork. He's telling her all the lies, right? Because that's what we do. That's my brother. He's the man, right? Cool. She walk off. We get in the car. I'm like, nigga, seen you talking to baby girl. Father. Yeah, you know. He like, yeah, I got the number. I'm like, bet, say no more. So I'm hype. I leave it alone. I don't say no more about it. We get to the crib. We're chilling. Go to sleep. Didn't bring it up, really, the next day. A couple days later, it hit me. Because... First and foremost, I don't want to call on no thirsty shit. Like, hey, I met you in the Blue Martin. You know, I don't want to do all that. I want to give her some time to chill. Let things die down. I don't want to seem, you know, super thirsty, super anxious. Right? So I'm like, okay, cool. Now about three, four days pass, right? It's on some middle of the week shit. It's like Thursday. 
I see my brother packing a bag. I'm like, what's up? Where you headed? What's going on, my nigga? He like, shit, uh, about to go up to Indiana. Like, what's, what's popping in Indiana? He's like, yeah, about to run up here to West Lafayette real quick. Now, only thing I know that's in West Lafayette is Purdue University. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to go up to West Lafayette. What's, what's popping up there? You got business to handle or something? Now nah, I'm about to go see old girl. I'm like, who? Who is old girl? I've never heard my brother mention anybody from, you know, Indiana, right? He's like, old girl from the Blue Martini. I'm like, huh? Who you talking about? He like, you remember old girl you was dancing with? I'm like, huh? He like, yeah, the one, you know, wiped you down with the towel and all that. I said, yeah, old girl that I was going to call today. He like, nah, I'm about to go. I'm about to go up there and holler at her and chill with her for a couple days. I said, huh? He like, yeah, she shot me the, the mask. She gave me the, the number. I'm about to go up there and chill with her for a few days. Nigga. I was crushed. It was 1988, sitting on the side of the pool with the young lady, arms on the side of the pool, talking to my brother. It was that all over again. It was that all over again. I'm like, no. I'm thinking like, damn, I know you was giving me the assist. I know you were talking to her, telling her how great I was. When really, I'm not shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm bad, right? But I know you're, nah. He wasn't doing that. Y'all remember in the five heartbeats when the one brother went and talked to the young lady. He was supposed to play, you know, shot brother role. And he went over there and really was like putting his cell phone. My brother hit me with the shy, shy brother routine, right? He hit me with that. He was laying his groundwork. I'm like, all right, okay. Dapped up my brother, and he was gone. That's when I learned the difference between clean pimping and dirty macking. That nigga was a dirty mac. Oh, he was a dirty mac that day. Because he knew I was in the mix. I was there. I was there. I, I had laid my groundwork. We had danced. I, you know what I'm saying? Let her put the yams on me. We dancing, doing all the dance hall, dirty wine and thunder clapping and all that, right? But he moved in. The nigga moved in like a thief in the night. I said, oh. So as he walked out and I sat down on the couch, I'm sitting there like, shit. This nigga's no longer a clean pimp. He's a dirty mag. And it's crazy how you can learn things from the same person. You can learn both sides of something, of one subject from the same person. They can show you both sides, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm crushed, I'm hurt. I'm like, damn. And then I remember laughing, right? I laughed, I laughed, I laughed. And I was like, damn. This nigga creeped in, scooped her, got her, bagged her. And I'm sitting here looking crazier than the white mouth mule, right? I'm like, wow. So I sat on the couch. 
thought about it some more and was like, well, it's okay. You got to go find somebody. Either be a clean pimp or a dirty Mac. And if you're my friend, you know which one I am. I'm out.